the head of the house is the husband, the man, the male. And he's, you know, uh, questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or I would say ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to spend his money. While they are fine to get distracted with every potential husband or potential wife, mm. but they don't want to get distracted with only one person. Wow, Imagine, so yeah. they are fine. We cannot enjoy this dunya, this life, without sharing this life with somebody else. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Sheikh. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Thank you for visiting me. No, thank you for having us. I know we took over your office, but it's really cozy. It's in here. your office. <laughs> I'm so happy to help this community and so happy to have you as well. No, wallahi, we're honored to have you. We know you're a busy individual. All of our mashaykh, mashallah, very busy with so many cases and work to do. But we appreciate your time. And on behalf of the Happy Healthy Homes team, we're excited to see what we could do. And inshallah, this podcast is a means of benefit, not only for our community, but for everybody that takes part and inshallah. watches it, inshallah. inshallah. I have plenty of plenty, plenty, plenty of questions for you, Sheikh. <laughs> I'm ready for it. As long as you're not considering, you know, to remarry the game. No, Sheikh, Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. One marriage is, <laughs> is more than enough. Akbal Hadi, inshallah. Inshallah, Hadi, Hadi or the next. He's getting all the du'ats today. Khair, inshallah. I think we should jump straight into it because again, there's a lot to cover. But before we can jump into something and find out, you know, and learn more about it and go through the process, Sheikh, we need to understand the premise, the base of it all. Sheikhna. What is marriage? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala Sayyidina wa habibina Muhammadin Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to start with goodness Ameen. and to end with goodness Ameen. and to make the conclusion of all our matters towards goodness. Allahumma ameen. First of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> Second of all, marriage is an act of worship. You know, from Islamic perspective, it is an act of worship, a kind of partnership allows an adult man and an adult woman to get into a relationship. Uh, it starts with a proposal from either one and uh, becomes valid with a yes from the other party, entails a lot of rights and responsibilities for two parties, and ends with divorce or death. And uh, some rare uh, cases could be ended by different reasons, but that's basically with uh, majority cases. That's basically marriage from an Islamic perspective, briefly. <laughs> when we look at marriage right now, you know, obviously a lot of our shabab and a lot of the sabaya, they, they dream of this, they hope for this. But I mean, from a numbers perspective, the divorce rate is at an all-time high. And, you know, from a statistical standpoint, this is pretty alarming. Um, you know, why would I want to get myself into into potentially falling into the statistic, right? If it's such a huge divorce rate and such a complicated issue and you hear left and right and every time someone, you know, older than you, they, you know, you tell them you want to get married, oh, don't do it, um, you know, wait later till you grow older. And, you know, sometimes they say they're joking, but as you know, behind every joke is a truth. You know, what are your thoughts about this, Sheikh? First of all, I think we have a problem that most of the people take this negative thoughts to affect their decision. Why would you want, would be one of them? Why would you end like your uh, successful relationship with divorce? Why you consider yourself that you're going to fall in this? Why not the opposite? Why not to be happy and healthy in, in your relationship? <laughs> Why? Be I think because this is common. This is nowadays uh, like uh, uh, kind of uh, like phenomenon. So people would consider, yeah, anyone would get married, they will end up divorcing. But this is not the truth. Yes, we know there is like high uh, really cases uh, number statistically, you know, of divorce. But at the same time, there is some people who are enjoying their life, some people who are really happy in their life. So we need to consider this in our mind. 
And if you'd ask me, why do I want to get married? Why do I get like encouraged for such things? I would tell, I would tell you for yourself to find your tranquility, to find your peace. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that. Allah documented this in the Quran by saying, Part of the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he created from yourselves mates, spouses, soulmates, so that you might find tranquility in them. So husband and wife, they will find tranquility, peace in each other. So we tell you guys, you need to get married to find your peace, to find your mm -hmm. tranquility. You may tell me, Sheikh, I have peace already myself. Why do I have to have somebody in my life? I would say if you have peace yourself, if you have tranquility, let us share this peace and mm. tranquility with somebody else for the benefiting of the Ummah. The Prophet ﷺ advised us, Go and get married for the loving one, for the uh, very uh, prolific one, which is the lady that would be really good mother to bring good fruits, mm. kids, like you that. know, <laughs> sons and daughters to this Ummah, yes. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says at the same hadith, فَإِنِّي مُكَاثِرٌ بِكُمُ الْأُمَمِ You know, I'll be proud of you on the Day of Judgment. That Look at my ummah, how many people are Muslims. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wants us to be a lot, wants us to expand this ummah through the halal channel, which is the marriage, nothing else. And at the end of the day, as Muslims, you are in business of fulfilling your deen. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says whoever gets married, they fulfill that half of their religion. So they need to fear Allah in their remaining half. So how could you fulfill your half of the religion without getting married? Yeah. And that would guide me to something called al-iffa, which is or the chastity. You need to protect this because at the end of the day, you are a human being mm -hmm. and you have this kind of desires. 100%. And you need to control these desires only through this halal channel, which is getting married. Don't tell me that, Sheikh, I'm fine. No, you are not fine. Your money is not you, enough. <laughs> it's not about money. <laughs> It's about your deen. It's about sometimes your thoughts, about your feelings. You cannot just like ignore your feelings. Otherwise, you're going to be utilizing these feelings and these desires in haram way, which is not acceptable. You need to utilize it in halal way, in the halal channel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it, you know, lawful and available. It is our problem that we are make it hard and ourselves and sometimes and our kids as parents, as guardians, yeah. unfortunately. But 100% from Islamic perspective, you need to get married. You need to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this. And maybe maybe through the, the podcast, we could talk about the rulings of the marriage in Islam. Mm -hmm. is, it for, it is, is it mandatory, obligatory, or something that negotiable? We'll talk, inshallah, about this. But for this question, I'm sure you need to get married as you know uh, you are worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you don't need to like encourage yourself with the, uh, like uh, maybe I would say, uh, failure uh, uh, like uh, cases rather you need to read about the good stories about the happy stories positivity optimism. exactly to fill your heart with this you know kind of uh, like uh, inspirationals uh, or inspirational stories to move on inshallah to move forward sheikh you're mentioning all these beautiful things about marriage and it's this type of utopia life and i'm sure many of us if not all of us would love to live this lifestyle but then the question comes it's why are so many people delaying this? If it's so good, so fruitful, so amazing, why are we taught to put our careers first? Why do we wait until we're quote-unquote established, whatever that means, or have these certain things in place, or have this X amount of money in place? You know, when this thing is very attainable, um, if, if done correctly. Actually, I would say maybe the most important part because there is lack of education. 
while education itself sometimes could be a reason or an excuse. Sheikh, I'm seeking, you know, this type of degree. I don't want to get married. I don't want to get distracted. While they are fine to get distracted with every potential husband or potential wife, mm. but they don't want to get distracted with only one person. Wow, Imagine, so yeah. they are fine. Yeah, is he the right person? Oh, I wish this person would be my husband, or I wish this lady Every would be my wife. Every interaction becomes a problem. Yes. What if you are distracted, even if we already agree that it is a distraction, you know, with one person, and it is not distraction, trust me, and I have my personal experience with this. <laughs> it is not distraction. Basically, it will allow you to focus more and more about what you are looking for, what you are building. You're going to work hard. Why? Because there's somebody waiting for you. Mm. There's like this type of life is waiting for you. So you will put all your effort that needed to build this basically uh, legacy or this kind of uh, successful and healthy relationship. But bottom line, lacking of education uh, is kind of the majority uh, process right here or the majority case. Why? Because if they read Quran, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Wallahu ja'ala lakum min anfusikum azwaja. Allah has created among you or from yourselves your mates, your spouses. And created from your spouses, children and grandchildren. Then he mentioned, then provided if you provided for you from you know uh, good uh, provision. Mm. So good provision basically came later. Marriage number one, having mm. kids number two, provision number three. People brings, you know, provision number one, and they will tell you, Sheikh, it is really hard. I'm not sure how could I manage it. Because you don't know the process. The process is to start with the intention. You don't have to do anything, yeah, just no, like intention. Have the intention to get married. Has the intention, have the intention to fulfill your half religion. Mm. Have the intention to start looking for your soulmate. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you out. And Allah promised. Allah promised himself subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu to help that person who's looking to uh, like maintain their chastity or to keep uh, chaste. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the Prophet sallallahu says three people Allah promised to hold them out. One of them, which is the one who wants to protect his uh, chastity and to make sure that he's pure in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Men or women. So I think we claim that we don't want to lose our education. Who says that there is a conflict between marriage and, and education, bottom line? If you're really in business of educating yourself, if education does not lead you to understand that there is no conflict between marriage and education, I'm sure there is a problem with the education that you are seeking. <laughs> I'm sure, because there is no conflict. And to be honest, let's say that you are in seeking, you know, uh, like this type of degrees, Right. That's your right. That's that's you know the least that we could expect from you to invest in yourself. But what is the problem with having supporter next to you, having like a wife supporting this maybe goal, or having a husband that's supporting you maybe financially sometimes, or at least like mentally, I'm with you no matter what. Go ahead. That's There's no conflict. Huge, you could yeah. you could seek you know degrees while you are married mm -hmm. or while you are engaged. Yeah. There's no problem at all. You know I don't see any problem right here. I understand some people might have this problem, which is they are seeking for this kind of safety and security for their kids. I understand. I understand, and it could be case by case, but it does not mean that you know you need to seek education, which is you cannot get married. How about if the right person comes, not at the right time, in your opinion? So let us, you know, make it the right time then mm, for I the like right person. One. Let's make it happen. Exactly. You know yeah. what, Sheikh? I think actually just hearing this, um, 
I think it becomes burdensome because of the because of the request and um, uh, the challenges and obstacles that our culture mm. puts. That's true. When really, if if we look at it, it sounds so simple. But I'm thinking of all the you know culture expectations, visitations, phone calls, gifts, things you have to prep in advance, yeah. and parties, which yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about throughout this whole podcast. Um, but I feel like if we remove all the culture from it and we look at it purely from a religious perspective, yeah. it actually grounds the idea and it becomes super simple and super attainable. 100%. That's why I think it's this podcast shouldn't be only for those who are interested in like uh, halal relationship or uh, about to get married or engaged already. I think we we should target even the parents. In this. <laughs> let them, let them Run hear ads this. for the parents on Yeah, Facebook. to make it more accessible <laughs> and more easier. And their kids, actually. You know, if you have boys and girls in the family and you know that you are looking for your son, make it easy and people with your daughter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make it easy for mm. your son as well. So at the end of the day, it is for the community. It is not only for the men or for the women. It is for everybody. So we need to be fair. We need to be fair. I'm with everything that would protect them. Uh, I'm with everything that would be like reasonable. But what is beyond this, we should basically stop from doing it. There's sometimes crazy requests, you know, from the families, both sometimes, you know. Yeah, no, of But course. mostly from, you know, the uh, potential wife's family because we wanted to protect our daughter. We wanted to ask this type of things. We wanted to ask this amount of dowry, this amount of mahr. But wallahi, with everything that, you know, sometimes sit at the beginning or like uh, make it big deal, that will not protect them if if not the right person, if it's not, you know, the right choice for both of them. Nothing will protect them from any like uh, fail. That's why we should be realistic. We should focus on the things that are really important. The money is not a problem. The mahar is not a problem. You know, some people would say, okay, let, let us have the delayed mahar. In some cultures, I understand there's something called al-mu'akhar, which is the delayed mahar, why they have the advanced one. Let us, you know, increase the amount of the delayed mahar. Why? So he does not divorce her. So that would like maybe... Uh, like a culture stop. Exactly. Will stop him from divorcing her. Okay. He will not divorce her. Why? Because there is hundred thousands delayed mahar. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to keep her, abuse her, do whatever, and, and sometimes even hits her. Until yeah, okay. she asks for the divorce. And whenever she asks for the divorce, Islamically, she needs to waive this dowry, which is she will get out, like she will end up getting nothing. So we try to put all these barriers in place to protect yes. our, our children, yet this overprotection is causing their destruction. Exactly. exactly. That's the case. We destruct our kids from the uh, place that we intend to be protection basically we have to be fair with ourselves we have to be fair with our kids as well spot on wallahi spot on sheikh subhanallah may Allah protect us and allow us to have successful relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the question comes sheikh about this relationship how do i know when i'm ready when do i start awesome the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam already described this in one of his hadith and very you know beautiful hadith all his hadith is are beautiful but this hadith I, I i'm sure it is very you <laughs> know memorized at this like point. <laughs> memorized and and uh, close to the shabab when the prophet sallallahu calls on us on us and the shabab and the young men and women go get married who can afford to get married let them go go seek marriage but who can 
basically we are asking about the capability, the capacity that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in this hadith. And the scholars, they have a lot of basically answers for this, but I could summarize it, you know, according to many of them, that you need to have the financial capability mm -hmm. and physical capability at the first place, basically, then financial. So physical aspect from physical aspect from physical capability and then the financial capability. And what is between them basically would be like intellectual, would be mental, would be social. So if we wanted to like uh, order them, I would say physical aspect, number one, intellectual, mental, social, last but not least, financial. You need to make sure that you are ready in all of these things or you are working on them mm. to seek basically uh, marriage. like marriage. You could seek marriage while you have no job, while you have nothing in, in your pocket, but you are planning. Mm -hmm. You have really Ambitions, a goals. structured plan and uh, ambitious and uh, you are uh, thirsty uh, to, to do so. You could start. Why? You know, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who takes care of you. So you knock the doors and maybe you'll find somebody who's asking for nothing. Maybe asking just to get married to protect their chastity or to make sure that they fulfill their religion. You don't know. But I mean, at least you need to make sure that you are physically ready. You are an adult. You are like strong enough. You could protect yourself. You could protect her as well. Or from the other perspective as well, from her perspective, she is an adult because for sure that is not allowed for the kids to get oh, married. Of course, yeah. That's, you know, something Would should be, should be uh, known to everybody. But I mean, right here, let us work on the physical aspect, number one. Make sure that you are strong. Make sure that you already passed the puberty age. Make sure that you are uh, at the same time working on your intellectual status, which is educate yourself with marriage. What does my wife need from me? What does husband need from me? What is you know the expectation out of this relation, out of this marriage? Uh, after that, you need to work on your mental. Because some people, when they are individuals, when they are fine living their life as independent, as... Uh, you know, ones, they are okay. They are successful. Whenever they have somebody in their life, they are destroyed. Mm. You need to work on your mentality before having anybody, before involve anybody in your life. And that will guide me to something else as well. It's kind of, you know, uh, I would say a challenge nowadays in the Muslim community and all the communities, not only the Muslim, the mental health. Some people, they are fine yeah. physically. They are intellectually fine and educated and they are financially stable, everything socially, their families, mashallah, great, and they are living really in good communities, while mentally they need that bell. Mm. Otherwise, they will not be they stable. They function without it. So exactly. So I mean, mentally, you need to be ready. And at the same time, if there is any kind of mental issues, you need to involve the potential spouse with it and to, to, to let them know about it. Last but not least, or before last, basically, the social, your community. I know some people, some cultures, you know, if you reach 20 and you are not married, Oh, you have a problem. Oh, snap. <laughs> you have a problem. Where? What's the side or, <laughs> or if you do not marry more than one wife, oh, you are not a real man. I know <laughs> no, there no, is some cultures yeah, like this. 100%. Would you like to tell me? Uh, no, Sheikh, alhamdulillah. I'm I happy could tell you no, no. <laughs> I could <laughs> actually pay for your ticket as no, well. No, no, Sheikh, Sheikh, this is being recorded. Sure. <laughs> so some cultures might really consider this. You are 20. Oh, my God, you are so late. Why? Why didn't you get married until right now? Or why don't you have third wife, fourth wife. They have a problem with this. I know some cultures. Yeah. But, you know, you need to consider, I mean, my point to consider the community that you are living with, That's which is the social environment mm -hmm. that you are in. Last but not least, the financial part. It is really important. And, and, and to make sure that you are ready to take care of yourself and to take care of her. 
as they say, your money is your money and hers. And her money is hers, not yours. So <laughs> bottom line, you need to make sure that you are interested and capable to cover all the expenses related to the life for you and for her and inshallah for the future for your kids as well. Because at the end of the day, Islamically, the head of the house is the husband, the man, the male. And he's, you know, uh, questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or I would say ordered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to spend his money on himself and his wife and on his kids, uh, and his kids as well. Wallahu alam. Let, let's break them down a little bit, Sheikh. Maybe we can focus on the first and the last one, right? When, when someone, you know, they heard you, you mentioned, you know, physically, spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally. What does it mean to be physically ready? We mentioned that they have to be beyond puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be an adult. Uh, what are some other things that define being physically ready? Which is they are free of any kind of uh, diseases that might affect this relationship. And that's something very important. Nowadays, we see some people, they are married. And they were not open, you know, to discuss any kind of diseases before the marriage. And that would maybe lead them to the end or uh, in the end to get divorced. Why? Because he has this kind of problem. Uh, He cannot do or fulfill his desire or fulfill this, you know, uh, intercourse or sexual relationship. That takes really big, uh, you know, uh, part in the relationship. So we need to make sure that physically fulfill in both of them. Mm. If there's any problem, they have to be exposed to each other and tell each other, you know, I have this kind of problem, I have this kind of disease, and I just wanted to involve you if you are okay with this. And some people might like be okay. Them before. Exactly. So that's what we say, you know, uh, physically ready or the readiness uh, in okay. the uh, physically aspects. Uh, at the end of the day, because if they do not fulfill their desires in halal way, they will be doing it in haram, haram way. way. And this is against the whole concept of marriage. Yeah. Right? So that's basically what we say, you know, physically worthy. And then the hot question, Chef, mm-hmm. right? You know, as a finance background as yourself, you know, I took a few math courses here and there, somehow got a some type of degree in it. But <laughs> like um, finances, right? This, this, you, we could talk about this for the next four hours. But from from your perspective, Sheikh, with your experience, you handle a lot of marriages, you've seen a lot of things, and mm-hmm. you've handled a lot of cases. And again, this is, your, you know, your, your touch as well. What does it mean to be financially ready? Awesome. I think we already touched base a little bit on it, you know, briefly. But I mean, you know, financial ready, which is you could cover your, you know, uh, needs and her needs as well. You are welcoming a new person in your life. Islamically, you need to make sure that you could cover all their needs. Uh, when it comes to the physical needs, you need to have a shelter. You need to have mm-hmm. a house, renting, owning, no matter. But I mean, at the end of the day, you need to have a roof, you know, uh, above both of you. Number two, you need to offer food on the table. You know, you <laughs> cannot, okay, shit. I have a house and go bring the chubbiz or bring <laughs> the bread stuff like that yourself. No, it does not work like this. You need to make sure that you could offer it yourself to her as yeah. well. Medical needs, you know, for yourself or herself. And uh, em- emotional things sometimes needs finance, needs mm. money. You know, you need flowers, to like, you know, uh, way, not just flowers <laughs> or a cup of coffee or something like that. Sometimes even beyond that, because, you know, part of the emotional, uh, you know, needs to go at least once a week to her family's house, mm, to your family's that. house, and you need transportation, you need a car, or you yeah, need a train, or you need a taxi, or whatever, name it. So all these things taking a place in the financial part. But, uh, you know, from from the uh, first look, that's basically the job or the responsibility of the husband, which is the one who initiates to get married, the one who asks and proposes to the wife. But at the same time, 
you know, because financial uh, aspect is really chal- challenging, you know, for everybody nowadays. I know some people might discuss this with their spouses, husband and wife. Okay, I could offer the house. I could pay for the mortgage. I could pay for the rent. I could pay for everything that related to the uh, maybe like uh, grocery or livelihood, yeah. you know, needs and stuff like that. But for your uh, medical, I need you to, to pay for your insurance. I can't basically, or I have no insurance or something like that. That could be something that they discussed before, you know, before and yeah. agreed uh, on or upon before, you know, they uh, go into their life. Or sometimes, okay, let us have, you know, joint account to pay the mortgage together. If she agrees, no problem. If he works and if she works, they could both agree on something, you know, and like uh, I would say equation to manage it themselves. Mm. Financial is irresponsibility of the husband at the first place. But there's no harm of making it like shirt between both of them as long as they agree. He cannot ask her money without her permission, even for like uh, a piece of bread. If she doesn't want to pay, that's her right. Sheikh, she has a lot of money. She works even, you know, more than uh, more than me, and she makes money more than me. That's fine. That's her money. If she wants, just like to throw her money in the in the street, <laughs> no one would say Ibor. That's her money. It's not yours. While your money is yours and hers, of course, you know, yeah. we need to make sure that we understand this. But it is recommended. It is recommended for both of them basically to share responsibilities and to take care of each other. I say always, you know, for the husbands, whenever you earn her heart, you will earn her money. Allah. And I'm not actually right here, you know, trying to take advantage of the ladies, no, my sisters. But I mean, whenever you like uh, earn her love and her uh, care by caring about her, by offering the same love, I'm sure whenever you need something, they will be there for you. No, of course, Sheikh. And just to jump on a little bit, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you meant we, we talked about this earlier is that marriage is this super simple and easy, easy initiative, but we've made it so difficult. Yeah. But also to be fair, society right now, Sheikh, everything is just so costly. Everything is so expensive. Like a lot of the Shabbat that come to me like, okay, you know, I have to have a roof. I have to have all these things ready. You know, you're looking at anywhere between 3500 to $4,000 a month. That is living utmost minimal at least in the surrounding areas here you could probably get away with three thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and so when you throw these numbers at these shabab you know like oh from the get-go i gotta find fifty sixty thousand dollars a year that's more than average right yeah. and so you know having this idea of you know getting that support um, especially if the person's the right one is huge but then also you deal with uh the shabab they also say it's also like you know i'd rather wait a few more years to get married so i could have that money because it's an ego hit you know, mm-hmm. it's difficult to ask for help. Yeah. You know, I don't want her to worry about anything, but that's going to cost me three more years until I can get to that position. Sometimes, wallahi, whenever you are open for any kind of discussions like this with your parents, number one, they might offer you support. You know what? You are asking to get married. We are with you. We support you no matter what. You know what? The first year, the second year, while you are studying, we're going to actually offer you kind of uh, condo and our treatment. Or we have, you know, in our house, two rooms, go and utilize them, you and your wife. Could be the case. Sometimes this discussion would be open with her parents, with the potential wife's parents. And they might be open. You know what? We are fine. We are not going to ask you for anything for the first, you know, uh, year, second year, whatever. This is all what we need. And could be something, you know, maybe like uh, affordable, something easy to, to gain. And uh, with no harms, with no like details, with no like uh, requesting uh, beyond the, the logic. 
could be the case. I mean, the more that we are open for this discussion, the more that we could maybe like hasten this process and make it like uh, true and, and not just like uh, moving from the phase of just like discussing yeah. to the phase of Serious. acting, yeah, acting and, and, and uh, try to fulfill this. That could be the case. But I mean, we need to speak up. We shouldn't just like, Sheikh, wallahi, we cannot get married until we fill our pocket. You will not fill your pocket ever, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so you will not get married. No, I mean, as long as we discuss this with our own families and with the family of the potential wife or the potential spouse, I'm sure that shouldn't be the only reason that preventing us, you know. I mean, again, we could seek help from anyone. We could seek help from the people who already got married because mm -hmm. they understand the value of marriage and they would love to offer you the same or offer you kind of, you know, help or support, whatever. I mean, the community could help somehow, you know, but 100% we shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't, you know, just like uh, take this idea out of our minds. I'm not ready. I can't afford this. So just like sleep on it. No, you shouldn't. You should try always. Again, as long as you are physically ready, as long as you already passed the uh, puberty age, as long as you are educating yourself about this, mentally you are fine, socially you are fine, financially you have a problem. Basically, you have a problem, one problem out of five. Mm, so you should look at look these at things yeah. and make it a big deal. Not only the one thing that you are maybe missing or struggling with, and to make it big deal. Sheikh, I cannot get married because I'm not ready financially. I'm not stable financially. How about the other four things? Focus on these things because they are really important. And again, you might get a wife that does not care about money and her family too. They are looking for a man, as they say. Mm. They are looking for a right person. And whenever the right person comes, even with no money, even as he, if he's broke, we're going to build him. Allah. Yes. Wow, subhanAllah, Sheikh. Honestly, you know, before we jump into the next question, you know, I want to just, I'm really curious about something, totally tangent. Um, but what's the reward? for parents who make marriage easy or for somebody that supports somebody to get married because alhamdulillah like you mentioned the community could help you know you know after allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course um there are many people that help make my marriage you know possible alhamdulillah and i owe them the world right uh and it's just such a beautiful thing is i can't wait to be in a position where i could potentially help somebody else awesome. make their marriage possible you know what are some of the rewards for these types of people just let me take you in and like uh, a scenario uh, somebody got married to a lady and uh, mashallah their relationship is very successful and they have kids right now and they raise them and the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and these kids are successful in their life and they get married and they have good wives they have good kids and the list will go on and on imagine that you achieved with the first husband and wife in this journey how much you get reward in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's unlimited <laughs> it's unlimited especially for the parents imagine that you make it easy on your own kids and your own son or on your own daughter when you help them out to get married and imagine for somebody else could be a relative could be a community member you know even by uh, like lending money or uh, whatever whatever help that they could offer all these things 100% are rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you protect them from haram number one and you help them out to build their kingdom. Their mm. kingdom. It's not only a family. Kingdom. This family will grow up, especially if they are successful, if they have this potential. And if you look like it is really dreamy and it is really a successful relationship from day one, we know these people meant to each other. <laughs> I'm going to help you guys, whatever you need. And that's why we, we know 
Nowadays, we have organizations taking care of this. Mm. We have kind of banks and, and finance, you know, kind of uh, organizations would offer kind of helps. I know it is conditional, I mean, because they know that's really helpful. And it is really a, a dreaming to everybody. You know, I wanted to get married. I wanted to be, to be in this position. I would love to be a, a dad or imam, whatever. So we are here to help. I mean, from an Islamic perspective, whenever you offer any kind of help to those who are planning to get married, basically you are planning to protect their uh, chastity. You are planning to protect them from any haram. You are helping them to fulfill their religion. Talk about an investment. And, you know, <laughs> it is an investment with Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there is no uh, loss when you invest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Every single good will be out of like this relationship. Every single fruit out of this relationship, you will have part of it. You will get your reward out of it. Imagine. So we tell people, our parents got married and we are the fruits of that you know, marriage. And they share with us every single good deed that we do. Salah, mm. siyam, whatever, name it. So imagine you help somebody to get married, you already share the reward with them with every single good deeds would be out of this marriage. Imagine this is something that cannot be, you know, manageable, <laughs> cannot be limited. So just go and do help anybody in need. And as you mentioned, because you got married and you taste the sweetness now, nice you taste the honey. So you would love everybody to do so, right? So anyone would seek help, you would help them. Even if you cannot offer the help yourself, you will look for somebody. Wallahi, you know, my friend is really interested in this lady and he cannot get married because he's broke. So let us just like do kind of things to him. Let us, uh, you know, uh, help him out. That's really huge, huge investment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a huge investment with the ummah. Mm. Not only with these individuals. You invest for the sake of the ummah, the that's whole deep, ummah. Wallahi, that's deep. It is deep. And one of the mashaykh, Sheikh Ali Tantawa, may Allah have mercy on his soul, he used to say, I know something could fix all the problems that the Shabbat face nowadays, the problems of the youth that they face. And what is that thing? Getting married. Mm. Getting married. And whenever we help them, we do not just like allow two people to get married. We allow the community to build a new house in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that will benefit the whole community. Imagine, you know, we have 50, you know, uh, males who are ready to get married. And we have about 50 uh, women who are, you know, ready to get married. Let us go and, you know, do kind of uh, communication and match, yeah. match, yes, and, and try to allow them to get married. Here we go. We have 50 new houses. These 50 new houses, they will grow up, inshallah, they will have kids. We will end up like having 200 community members out of these 50, maybe, if like, uh, let's say that each one have uh, kind of uh, four, four kids or uh, like two kids, whatever. So we are growing. We are helping each other. Those kids who are growing now, they will be basically community members. They will build you know, and our legacy. They will keep our investment alive. So you die, but you help them. So your investment is alive while you are already laying down in your grave. True and you are happy. Yeah, I'm sure true. you will be happy <laughs> that because they are doing a good right job. Yeah, so I mean, it is an investment. It is a great investment for sure. SubhanAllah, Shaykh. There's a lot of questions I can build off here. A few will save for later. But... You know, inshallah, we could all have this means, you know, to have that support or not even need the support, inshallah ta'ala. Inshallah. So then my next question to you, Sheikh, would be, you know, if I'm physically ready, you know, I'm financially ready, alhamdulillah, we found that support, we found we found that community or those people to be with us, right? 
what should I look for in the other person? Or even from mm-hmm. the uh, you know perspective of, of the woman, what are some characteristics or traits you should look for in a man? Awesome. Let us talk about, you know, for him, what the characteristics that he should look for. And you will find nothing better than the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu It is common and should be memorized and applied. You know, the Prophet Sallallahu told us that for four reasons the wife would be or might be basically uh, proposed to. Uh, number one, her wealth. Number two, her beauty. Number three, her hasab or lihasabiha, her lineage, her reputation. Number four, lidiniha, for her religion. And the Prophet emphasized, and the last one, make sure that you get this one, which is you will be blessed. Mm. Why deen? So the Prophet wants us to focus on religion. So does that mean that we shouldn't focus on her beauty? We shouldn't focus on her lineage and reputation? We shouldn't focus on her money? 100% you would focus on these things already by default. But the Prophet (laughs) wants you to start with the religion. Emphasize on it. If the religion is there, that's why the Prophet mentioned that last. Because, you know, you start from there. If the religion is there with emphasizing of the Prophet ﷺ, then you start looking for her money, her lineage, her uh, beauty, her education, her position, whatever, all these things would come later, would come after the religion. Why religion is first? If I'm like me, ask you. Now, let me ask you a question. Why religion is first? Because if her religion is in check, right? If her relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sound, then everything else, including the relationship with yourself and other people around her would be sound. That's right. That's correct. But also, just let me rephrase it in a different way. For example, let's say that you got married to somebody who was really rich and she has a lot of money. And uh, she shares this money with you with no problem. But in one moment, she will tell you, yeah, you are using my money. I made you. Mm. I gave you such and such. This is the money of my daddy. And we already offered you a job or something like that. If she doesn't have a, a deen, if she doesn't have religion in her heart, Trust me, that would be the case. But if she has religion, Allahu Akbar, the religion will maintain this. The religion will basically remove this kind of feeling in her heart. The same with her beauty. You know, she might be showing off of her beauty. I'm the one, look at me. All the men is trying to, you know, attract me somehow. If she doesn't have religion, she would do anything. But if there's the religion, she would be humble. The same Mm. with her lineage. Who's your family? Who are you? You are nothing. I'm such and such. My family is such and such, right? But if the religion is there, she would be humble. Mm. She would be lenient dealing with you, even if she seems to be higher than you in her lineage, in her beauty, in her. And that cannot be maintained except by the religion. That's why the Prophet ﷺ says, Go and gain this lady. Work to get this lady. Deen is number one, then everything is number two, as they say. Yeah. Whenever you get the deen, give yourself number one. Whenever you give, like you get something else, add zero. Okay. Money, zero. Beauty, another zero. Uh, okay, okay. Like uh, lineage or reputation, another zero. That's a big value. But without the deen. You got nothing. You got nothing. Mm. You are zero. Oof. Not you, I mean. No, no, no. shit, come on. <laughs> Bottom line, so the deen is the most important part. Yeah. The deen is number one. I just wanted to 
you know, pick your brain a little bit more. You know, the Prophet is not a liar, right? And it's even even non-Muslims, they can't even find areas to claim that the Prophet is a liar. You know, there's a lot of arguments on YouTube, a lot of books you could read. And so I remember, you know, if it's if you can correct me if it's not an authentic hadith, but the Prophet said something along the lines where this world is nothing but enjoyment and one of mm. the most enjoyable mm -hmm. things is a righteous wife. Exactly. Exactly, that's very true. And so, subhanAllah, like, we work so hard attaining this degree or this X amount of dollars to make us feel super comfortable, super secure. You know, we try to achieve the greatest thing, but we fail to realize that just as much effort and energy we put into those areas, to attain the greatest thing, we should put even more. And that is that righteous companion. SubhanAllah. That's very true. Why? Because let me tell you something. It is in our blood. We, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already built us in this way that we cannot enjoy this dunya, this life without sharing this life with somebody else. Mm. And the best person to share your life with is your potential husband or your potential wife, basically. That's why we, says, we, we said already, you know, fulfill half of the religion. So you are halfway to heaven. Oof. You are yeah, halfway Allah. to heaven. That's the case. I mean... Uh, that should basically uh, melt any kind of obstacles in front of you guys. If you have this intention, if you have this kind of uh, feelings in your heart, good for you. Move <laughs> forward. 100%. I mean, sharing life with the right person. Again, that's the, the that's right the person. Right there. <laughs> exactly. Is, is the case. Wallahualam. Now, what about from the perspective uh, of the female? What yeah. are some things she should mm -hmm. look for in, mm -hmm. in, in a yes, potential yes. husband? In, in perspective, if she's looking for somebody, yeah. again, the Prophet ﷺ gave us the criteria. The, the Prophet ﷺ gave us the most important things to look in him if he comes and proposes. So, deen is number one, his character number two. Nothing about money, Sheikh? Nothing about money. Is he making six trust figures? Me, trust Is me. Is he six feet two? Uh, <laughs> trust me, the Prophet ﷺ did not so focus on it. Not because it is not important. No, it is important. But I mean, let's say that he has the money. Well, he has no deen. He has no character. Number one, let us differentiate between the deen and the khuluq. Mm, yeah, that's, Being a good character yeah, what is, the is part of the deen, basically. Yeah, but the together. Prophet ﷺ put them in this way. Which is his deen and his religion. His deen, basically, his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khuluqahu, his character with the, people. Ah, uh, with the people. With yeah. the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, 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 we want him to be successful in his relationship with Allah and at the same time with his relationship with people. If he is good in his prayer, yeah, he comes and he prays and go to Sheikh and ask him, Sheikh, I wanted to ask you about this person. Don't come to the masjid to ask about somebody, <laughs> by the way. Everyone's good at the masjid. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes they are Fridays like angels traffic, when they but... come to the masjid, you know. <laughs> No one wants to come to the masjid to make trouble, basically, or For to be part, really yeah. rude, or mostly. <laughs> yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, actually. Yeah, but I mean, you need to ask out of the masjid. The masjid could be just like good for the beginning, just like to know yeah, that they go good, to the masjid. Getting your foot on the door. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, go outside to their work environment, to their education environment, to their schools, to their relatives, to their family. If he's good in his prayer, but he's not good to his mom, mm. what do you expect from him to be? You know, do you think one. that he would care about you if he does not care about his mom, if he does not care about his dad, if he does not respect them and listen to them? Do you think that he's going to respect you? Do you think that he's going to be a really good person to you or good potential father to your kids in the future? Never, ever. So you should close the door. You should close. The you are not welcome. Your mom is struggling with you. Your mom is really crying. 
24-7 because she thinks that yeah, she lost please. you. You are not there in her life. You are not helping her out. What do you expect from me? To welcome you while you are really disrespectful to your mom? I can't. I can't do so because I'm destroying myself. The same, you know, yeah, he's so cool, so nice, very, you know, good character. Why does not pray? Do you think that he would care about you if he does not care about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his creator? Oof. If he does not pray, do you think that he's going to fulfill your rights whenever you ask him about your rights? Really do you think that he's going to care about your kids in the future if he does not pray and pay his zakah and fulfill his siyam and fulfill his hajj, uh, etc.? Faith is, uh, is, the, is the, the, the stone of it the all. The deen is yeah. the power. The deen is the power in his life. And if he's not really powerful in his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's going to be weak. Ooh. Even if he's like with great muscles and he goes to the gym every single day. But he can't lift up as the, the blanket for Fajr. Exactly. He cannot <laughs> go and pray Salat al-Fajr or go to the masjid or read the Quran or something like that. Guys, you need to focus on this. But nowadays, unfortunately, the first thing that they would ask, what do you work? What the position that you occupy? Uh, what kind of uh, degrees that you have? What car do you drive? What you... What house that you are basically <laughs> apartment uh, renting, Forget about it. <laughs> renting or owning? Oh, I see. You know, we'll let you know. We'll let you know means you are not welcome. <laughs> Why? Because they are not attracted to his like means in his life. While if somebody comes with Dean, with good character, but he's still building himself. Again, we talk about investing in kind of relationship. This person is really worthy of investing in him. Go help him out. You know what? I know that you are not working yet. I know that you are very uh, like a reliable person. I know that you are studying very hard to graduate. Then inshallah, we'll get this job. Until then, my daughter is yours and will not ask you for a penny. Will not ask. You. And you might tell the sheikh that's that's really yeah, ideal. That's say. really <laughs> dream. Where can you find this? <laughs> I know many people did this. No, I know many no. people basically did this for for the sake of the of their daughters. And you know what? You wanted to be surprised. I know some people who went to propose the husband, propose the guy, come and seek my daughter's hand because I believe in you. Wow, I have nothing to do. I, I, I have no means to get married. That's fine. Just come because we believe in you. What do you want more than that? Because they invest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So bottom line, ad-deen and al-khuluq, religion and good character. For sure, you know, out of his religion, to not marry if he's not financially ready or at least capable Cap to be yeah, ready one guy. day yeah. in, in one moment. And maybe we might talk about this one day that marriage itself, I think we already mentioned that could be different, you know, in rulings, could be haram sometimes, could be forbidden. Why? Yeah. If you believe that if you marry somebody and you are not able to fulfill their rights, you are not able to treat them very well and you will be unjust. It is haram for you to get married. And sometimes could be fard. Could be fault. And by the way, it's haram for you to get married if you have four wives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to ask that question. I know. Just I'm letting anyone's you know. wondering. I'm letting you know. Anyway, again, could be sometimes fard if you know that you could fulfill the needs of the wife and the needs of yourself. And if you do not get married, you will lose your chastity or you basically end up like doing haram things. Then the marriage for you is obligatory. You need oh, to wow. get married as soon as possible. Why? To protect yourself. But at the same time, you have the capability and the means to, to fulfill her, her needs as well. And, you know, in, in natural uh, status, it is sunnah, which is preferred. Of course. It is preferred. Yeah. Wallahu alam.
Well, hold on, Sheikh. Maybe you can help me better understand this. You know, you mentioned some areas is obligatory. Then what about, you know, you hear these stories of these great scholars who never got married before. Mm. What about Amazing. their condition? Is it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably a special case. I'm assuming what they lived for and did for it is completely different. It is. It is a special case. As I mentioned, it could be haram, could be fard, could be sunnah, which is the natural to be sunnah, which is if you do it, you get reward. If you do not do it, you get no sense basically. But in their case, for example, Ibn Taymiyyah, we hear about this big name, this mm -hmm. person called Shaykh al-Islam, the Shaykh of al-Islam, and also Tabari, the greater Mufassir, uh, mm -hmm. al-Imam al-Nawawi, the great Shafi'i Imam, all of them are great, and they did not get married. Why? As we mentioned, sometimes you would be capable and you would be able to fulfill all the needs except that maybe like in one aspect. And I'm sure because they dedicated their life for knowledge. Mm. They dedicated their life for ilm. That's why they were not able to spend any minute or any moment with somebody else like a spouse. At the same time, let's, let's say that they got married. We will not get any kind of knowledge that we have from them now. Why? Because they will be busy with their wives, with their kids. Rightfully they, so, yeah. yeah they knew. They knew if they will get married, that will be kind of, you know, distracting to them from seeking knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and from documenting the knowledge as well to the ummah. So they decided to not get married. I mean, if anyone decides not to get married because Ibn Taymiyyah, because of Imam Al-Tabari, because Imam Al-Tabari, not get married, I would ask him, what kind of knowledge that you are working on? <laughs> what kind of legacy that you are trying to build in this dunya? To hear While this, he goes everywhere and try to just like not lowering his gaze and looking, I don't want to get married while he's opening his eyes. <laughs> don't worry no, about that. No, man, <laughs> that does not work. That does not work. Again, getting married is a sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu now I'm sure if you love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you should sure. maintain his sunnah in your life. Sheikh Nadan, I, you know, to piggyback off of a few other questions, you know, curiosity, you know, they say curiosity killed the cat, but <laughs> let's get curious, right? You know, from an Islamic standpoint, what's the ruling about marrying outside of, you know, your culture or what about your religion? You know, I know these are probably two separate questions, but, you know, coming from a Palestinian background, you know, sometimes you have trouble leaving your own bed, <laughs> yeah. your own city, you yeah. know. <laughs> and it's it's obviously there's no way this is part of our faith, Sheikh. And so yeah. a lot of the Shabbat, they're always wondering and they're always curious. You already answered. It is totally halal. You do halal. I already say it, you know, <laughs> halal, halal in Arabic, not halal. <laughs> I mean, it is totally halal to marry out of your culture. And sometimes would be recommended. Would be recommended. Why? You know, because... If you keep like marrying from the same culture, from the same culture, what is the, the, the concept? Sometimes, you know, the uh, like the touch would come with diversity. The uh, subhanAllah, the blessing would come with diversity. I know a lot of people, for example, they are Palestinian, especially right here in, in, in the U.S. They are Palestinian and they are attracted to somebody who is Desi, like Indian, Pakistani, whatever. And their parents, no, you can't. You have to get somebody from our town, from our own or from our own family. Your cousin is waiting for you. <laughs> that shouldn't be the case as long as there's like kind of understanding, kind of chemistry, as we say, mm. uh, kind of uh, compatibility yeah, you know, between both of them. So why not? Why not? As long as they are Muslims, as long as they fell the criteria the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned in her, you know, her deen, number one, then her money, her lineage her, uh, you know, beauty for him, his deen number one, and then his character. As long as they fulfill this, why not? What is the problem then? As long as they fulfill the capacity the Prophet Sallallahu already so asked about awesome. physically and financially, number one, then intellectually, socially, and mentally. Why not? 
as long as they fulfill this, there is no harm. And speaking about this, I just remember this. In Surah Al-Rum, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the ayah that very common about, you know, zawaj, وَمِنْ آيَةِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks right here about marriage, about getting married. Then after this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about that وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ أَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَأَلْوَانِكُمْ From the size of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creation of heavens, the creation of earth, and also the differences between your culture, between your tongues, between your skins. What does that mean? Marriage is always above all these differences. Always number one. We made these barriers. Exactly. We bring this ayah to be maintained before <laughs> marriage. Against the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You could get married to anyone as long as they fulfill the uh, you know characteristics the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so awesome. about with no problem. Then what about you know different faiths? Different know? faith could be like more detailed. For example, for her, she cannot marry except a Muslim person. But why, Shaykh? Why? Because they might force her to change her religion. Or maybe they might force her not to practice her religion. While as Muslims, men Muslims or male Muslims, they could marry somebody out of their religion. Why? Because part of our Islam, to respect the religions of others, you know, the people of the book, they could, you know, uh, like, uh, uh, whatever, practice their religion as long as they are people of the book. But let's say that, okay, Sheikh, I'm interested in this lady who's atheist. No, you cannot get married to her. Mm. Why? Because she's not from the people of the book. People of the book means Christian or, you know, Jew. You cannot marry any any out of uh, any lady out of these two religions. So bottom line, you could marry from the people of the book that's Islamically respected and that's Islamically mentioned in the Quran and in the hadith of the Prophet Is it recommended? No, it is not recommended. Why? Because you are not just like marrying this lady. She's going to grow up with you and you might have kids. Religion. And again, the religion the Prophet وسلم, talked about first. So bottom line, as long as the people of the book, because sometimes that could be the case for our shabab in the U.S. or in the West. Sheikh, it is too hard for me to get married from somebody from my religion. Why? Because they ask for a lot of things, crazy things, and I cannot afford any of these things. While if I go ask somebody who is really out of my religion, they ask for nothing. They ask for nothing. And that, that would be kind problem. of alarm and wake up call to our people. Wake up. Don't push your kids to get married from somebody from the people of the book with all due respect to their religion, with all due respect to them. But at the end of the day, they have their own cases. They, they have their own struggles. Call, you nailed it. It's a huge wake-up call for the Muslim it is. community. It is a wake-up call for everybody. But 100% we have to emphasize on this. It is not recommended, but if this is the only case, you either go in haram, which is yeah. like breaking your chastity, or you marry to somebody who is from the people of the book, Christian or uh, Jew, then go do it Islamically with all the respect. You ask me why? Because part of our religion, to respect our religion and not force them to come to Islam. And right here, it is a, a message to my dear brothers who already got married, to those who are not Muslims, to those who are from the people of the book, Christians or Jews, you need to make sure that you fulfill your message as an ambassador, ambassador for the Muslims, mm. ambassador for Islam, which is with your treatment, you should bring them closer to the Islam. You should basically invite them to the, to the Islam while you are silent. How? By your actions, mm. by treating them like with uh, respect. Showing them Islam. Showing them Islam. Basically re represent Islam in their life. They will love you. And there's countless of examples. Know, examples. Stories. Big time, big time. There's another actually something that we need to emphasize on. 
some people who are convert. They convert yeah. to Islam, and they are maybe willing to get married to somebody. If you wanted to marry one of these uh, ladies, Sheikh, I am interested in, in marrying someone who is convert. Sometimes some people might be interested because they will not ask for any request because there is no family beyond them. They might know, take to, advantage of the situation. They might take advantage again. You need to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm -hmm. in this. If you are not capable and if you are not reliable, don't, don't even approach. Yeah. You need to make sure that this lady is just like fresh in Islam and you need to build her Islam out of this marriage, not to take advantage of her because she's Muslim and she's not going to ask for this a huge mahar. She's not going to ask for this type of parties. Or I understand all these things could be sometimes kind of obstacles, uh, not reasonable, like challenging. I understand, but that does not mean to go to play around with somebody, just embrace Islam and then like push them to hate Islam because of you. Mm. You don't want it to be in this position. Don't go and like apply for this marriage if you are not reliable. Trust me, if you wanted to get an investment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this lady, this is the best time. This is the best lady to do, you know, uh, or to propose to her. Why? Because you're going to teach her Islam. You're going to show her the beauty of Islam. You're going to strengthen her deen and her relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what do you want more than that? And sometimes those ladies who are converted to Islam would be the best mom ever. Because they do not have any kind of, you know, like I would say, uh, uh, first impressions about Islam and about the uh, Muslim community. So everything is new for them. So you could build basically what is already agreed on and strengthen their religion from day one. While those who already like was born or were born as Muslims, sometimes they do not understand the blessing that they are basically. Uh, yeah. yeah, those people would be more interested and more excited to seek knowledge about Islam, yeah. to apply Islam in their lives. Be helpful with them. Be reliable with them when you approach them, you know, to get married to them. And that's really important, to be honest. Well, Sheikh, then what about positions or relationships where parents are forcing their kids? Like, they don't have a choice, right? Is this something permissible? What happens if I just, you know, do I just be a good child to my parents and listen to them and do as they say? Do I have a word? Do I have a saying of who I get to marry, Sheikh? 100% it is against Islam to force your kids to marry somebody. For him, he does not need the word of his family to marry somebody. But for her, she needs basically the agreement of her father, of her guardian to get married to somebody. But that does not mean that you could force them either. Mm. You know, for, for him and for her, you cannot force them. At the end of the day, it is her call to say yes or no for this person. As a guardian, you could basically discuss the situation. Why no? Why you don't want to get married? Maybe sometimes they might have a problem with getting married, you know, itself, you know. Sometimes they might have a problem against this person who is proposing. Why do you want to get married? You know, as a guardian, I'm telling you, my right is to open your eyes for what is good for you. And I see this person as suitable for you. This person is really religious and he's really good character. And there is no reason to say no. If she's still insisting to say no because she has a feeling, because she has a valid reason, you should respect that. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't force her. If, you know, he ends, you know, uh, if he ends up like forcing her daughter, you know, to marry somebody, she has the right to go to sue him. If oh, there's wow. an Islamic court, if there's an Islamic court, let's say that if we are talking about the Islamic countries, she has the right to go to the court and to sue him. And we have, we have like many examples in the Islamic history. That for some people who first forced their, their kids to marry to somebody and ended up, you know, breaking that marriage. 
and uh, you know the the judge or the qadi or the sahabi will listen to them why because they have to fulfill this relationship with acceptance mm. not with, out of like uh, forcing or uh, compulsion you can't yeah. you cannot you know comply somebody to change their religion comply yeah, right there's no compulsion there's no yeah. compulsion and religion do you think that there will be compulsion in getting married there's no point right no, with religion we leave them alone we leave them to choose but in marriage we try to force them doesn't make sense sure. does yeah. not make any sense right so that's no, why guidance. we tell them no you need to make sure that you try to convince them yeah, but forcing course. no way no way and they have the right to 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 say no and not to listen to their parents you know with this but at the same time we tell them you know keep gentle keep nice to your parents and at the same time you might bring them to the sheikh for example in the west or in the us there is no islamic courts at least to the best of my knowledge you know the islamic court is the masajid and the judge is the imam bring them to the imam or bring your case to an imam and they will be able to talk to your parents and maybe educate them they might be not educated enough about yeah. the islamic rulings in this case but 100% you know forcing is not an an, an option at all okay that makes sense sheikh so we can't be forced to marry anybody and ultimately it's our choice mm -hmm. however sheikh is it really our choice or is it the destiny of Allah? Actually, both of them, to be honest, you know, because at the end of the day, if there is no one to force you to get married to somebody, that would be your choice. You choose to like say yes or to say no, right? And it is destiny because everything in this dunya already planned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you are applying the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you have no access to mm -hmm. know if this is your destiny or if this is not your destiny. They say al ghaib until you decide, until you take decisions, until you take actions. For example, you cannot walk outside, you know, if you consider this is your destiny, until you have the choice to open the door mm. and to walk out, right? If you do not walk out, that will be not your destiny, right? And you have no destiny to get married until you say, I wanted to get married. So you take actions. Steps, you actions, you yeah. choose. Whenever you choose, Basically, you choose to go to your destiny. Mm. You choose to go your destiny. Sometimes some people would blame the destiny whenever they fail in their, in their relationships. How about those people who are really successful in their relationships? Like they blame who? They blame no one. They will tell you, I have chosen the right person. That's dangerous. I, ha I have chosen the right yeah. person. And this person, because he's happy, he would like guide you to his choice. And this person, because he's struggling or he's a failure in his relationship, yeah. he will tell you that the destiny of Allah. Yeah, it didn't work between us. You know, it didn't work between both of you. And this is right, your destiny. But you have chosen at the beginning each other. It didn't work in some point, but was working fine, fine, like for two, three months, four, five, seven years, whatever, until you decided to what? To break off. I mean everything under the uh, control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even yourself. And you will never be able to say, this is my destiny or this is not until it happens. Whenever it happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens your eyes. This is your destiny. And you choose basically to be like uh, enjoying the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or maybe struggling. Could be a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Could be because of your decisions. Could be something that you did not basically uh, study or uh, like understand very well. And now you pay the price. Mm. But again, in matter of marriage, no one is forced or no one should be forced to say yes or to say no. 
whenever they decide, whenever they choose to get married or to choose this person, now this is your choice and you are moving forward to your destiny. Whenever they get married, if they are happy, this is the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If they are not happy, this is the destiny, destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you cannot blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your basically uh, choices because at the end of the day, Allah will hold you accountable according to these to these basically choices. For example, you wake up in the morning, you have the choice to pray Fajr or not to pray Fajr. Mm. You cannot say, oh Allah, you basically force me not to wake up on Fajr. No, this is your problem. You had really big meal and, and you, you know, night and, and basically <laughs> you end up like uh, no alarms. Mo watching movie uh, until 3 a.m. And then you tell me that I wasn't able actually. <laughs> you know that you will not be able to wake up on Fajr because you, you decided. Things, yeah. You decided the moment that you opened the TV and, and watch movie like three, four hours and eating that big meal, 100%. Or you just like decide to keep awake and you pray Fajr. So your destiny is what? to pray Fajr, not to sleep. And you decided, you choose to yeah. like to do so, that right? I hope it is really obvious. That's it. You choose to walk through the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will never know the destiny of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until it happens. No, this until is, it happens. No, this is making more sense. And I'm sure we're gonna you know, circle back to this question a lot more in, in the future episodes, sure. inshallah. But I think uh, it, it's safe to end off on this question. I think it's one of, uh, the heavier questions and one of the most important questions throughout all of this process because it's not you know marriage isn't just like a you know one two three um you know it's it's a life changing um action right True. Uh, and it can really shape the rest of your destiny right and the, the rest Definitely. of your future so sheikh how do we trust allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this entire process and helping us find our better half do you have another choice do not trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> Seriously, you have no choice. And basically, if you do not trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you do not put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have a problem. Because remember yourself, you were in the womb of your mom mm. and he took care of you. You were a child, you barely walk and he took care of you. And you are growing wow. and enjoying your life and he took care of you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never, never, never basically let you down. You do this yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always wants you to be like raised, elevated to him. But you take the decisions and the actions that takes you away of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you come back, he welcomes you. He would come even closer. Whenever you come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says in the hadith that I come closer even than you. So come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will take care of you. Put your trust in him subhanahu wa ta'ala because be smart. At the end of the day, there is no one, no one literally to take care of you like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like mm -hmm. the one who created you. As long as you are on the path, as long as you are fulfilling the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this matter, I would say, talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm asking for the halal things. I'm not asking to start this kind of relationships left and right. I'm not asking to date. I'm not asking to like not lower my gaze. I'm not asking to uh, start talking badly with ladies and stuff like that. Or for her, I'm not asking to keep, you know, enjoying my relationship with this person or talking to him overnight, texting, you know, talking with him dirty, you know, conversation, stuff like that. I'm, I'm not asking just like to be open to anybody. I'm asking to do the halal. 
I'm asking to protect myself. I'm asking to fulfill my deen, my religion, and even my life to be a good mother, to be a good wife, to have kids, inshallah, to invest in this. Trust me, whenever you have these intentions, Allah will never let you down. Will never let you down. So put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will bless you. And that's your choice, 100% your choice. You decide to be on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah will be on your side even before you act. You just have the intention to be on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will bless you from there even before the action starts. How about if the action starts? And, and the whole concept of zawaj, the whole concept of marriage is based on this. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your relationships and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow you to succeed in the sunya and in the hereafter. Allah will allow you to fulfill the other half of your religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already fulfills the half of your religion whenever you take that <laughs> truthful and that basically pure decision. What do you want more than that? So as Muslims, we have no choice but to put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we do not do so, I think our Islam needs to be like uh, refreshed or yeah. revisited basically because that's basically going to affect us and going to affect our life and our next life as well. Yeah. So trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be happy with everything. In asabatu sarra'u shakar. If there is any goodness come to your life, be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa in asabatu darra'u sabar. If there is any kind of struggle, any kind of trials, be patient and say alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. That's basically the status of Muslim as the Prophet described it in his hadith. Jazakumullah khairan, Shaykh. I mean, this is probably one of the best notes to end on. We appreciate you uh, uh, greatly, uh, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule again to be with us. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll be back for future episodes. But before we close, Inshallah, Shaykh, if you want to end off with some verses from the Quran sure. for us. Let us read just the ayah of the Zawaj so people would reflect on this ayah and try to maintain it in their, inshallah, potential and future relationships. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن آياته أن خلق لكم من أنفسكم أزواجا لتسكنوا إليها وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة إن في ذلك لآيات لقوم يتفكرون صدق الله العظيم